Welcome to the Give This Podcast. I'm your host, Christopher Kai. This podcast is sponsored by the GPS Island Program, which Forbes has stated helps entrepreneurs become professional speakers. For more information, go to ChristopherKai.com. My guest today is Annie Jean-Baptiste. She's an author, head of product inclusion at Google, tech evangelist, board member, as well as Ad Week executive mentee. Annie, welcome to our podcast. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. So I want to ask one question about Google in terms of your, your role there, and then we'll dive into your book. So Google is like the Harvard of companies, meaning it's one of the most prestigious companies in the world to work for. It's one of, also the, one, the hardest ones to get into. So if someone aspires to work at Google, what advice might you share with them to potentially work at Google one day? Yeah, so uh, I, I definitely feel super lucky um, to work at Google. And I think what I love about Google and I think is something that uh, many Googlers share is just a, a lot of curiosity around the world around them and how technology can really amplify um, different user experiences um, in the way that, that people are looking for, right? So I think a lot of people at Google are very curious, always asking why and who else and what if. Um, and so I think that kind of natural curiosity and um, kind of going beyond the status quo is really important. And I love, love, love your book because it reminds me of a guest we had on. She literally created um, protein bars, but they had like an ethnic lean to it, meaning it wasn't just cooking cream. It was like uh, like burrito flavor. But so she included this ethnic flavor to, to um, protein bars. And in your mm. case, you, you created this book called Building for Everyone, Expand Your Market with Design Practices from Google's Product Inclusion Team. And I just like it when they actually have, they say things and they do it. Because a lot of people, they say they're inclusive, they say they're diverse, they say all these things, but yet they're not. And I love the fact that your book really talks about, well, how do you actually design things with this inclusive mindset? So what inspired you to write this book? Yeah, so I, I'm, I'm really passionate about mixing the business and the human case for things, right? So I think as someone who is historically underrepresented across multiple dimensions, you know, I'm um, first generation, I'm Haitian American, I'm a woman. Um, and so all of these things kind of come together to make me who I am. And I think everyone has multiple dimensions of diversity and unique backgrounds and experiences that when they bring to the table can create better outcomes and better products and services for everyone. So really, it's about kind of sharing a piece of my journey and, and the journey of the, the work that I'm doing and not having all the answers, but really just starting to crystallize the how behind how we can really make sure that all uh, people, especially historically underrepresented users, um, feel seen and validated and uplifted when they use products and services. That's great. You have a thing called learn the ABCs of product inclusion. So any specific case studies you can share with us today? Yeah, so I think that um, it's really important to, you know, have a, a, an easy framework for people to understand, especially if some, this is something that may be new or kind of expanding on, on concepts that they've learned of before, for example, accessibility. So I think a, a great case study um, would be the work that we've done um, with the Google Assistant where... Um, we brought together what we call our inclusion champions who are um, 2000 Googlers who have opted into helping us um, do focus groups to, um, to adversarially test, et cetera. Um, and we actually had them help us figure out what should go into the assistant before it launched. And so when it launched, it had very low instances of any kind of non-inclusive results. Um, and that's really a testament to all of the, 
the Googlers and all the inclusion champions that came together um, and had their background and expertise, whether it be being underrepresented in gender, race, ability, um, geography, et cetera, age, um, and, and really having them as the experts, right? Having them have um, a voice at those kind of critical points in the process so that the end result, the, the launch, um, was a positive experience for our users. And I'm curious, when did you realize that you, you had this understanding and desire to help? Like for instance, with me, I mean, my very first memory in school was my teachers punishing me to talk to in the class. So this gift that I know I have now have, I was literally branded as a troublemaker and you shouldn't talk. And so it was a very early age that I knew that if I allow someone else to make me voiceless or if I allow someone to shut me up, then I'll never have a voice. So for me, it was a very early genesis and early inspiration. I'm curious for you, when did you realize that it's something that you are not just passionate about, you literally made a career out of it and you wrote a book about it. So I'm just curious for, for the genesis, genesis of the story. Yeah, so I think, you know, looking back, uh, I can thread the needle backwards, right? But looking, you know, when I was in high school or before then, it wasn't something that I thought I was going to do, right? So I think the first instance that I definitely see crystallized was, you know, as an introvert, very similar to what you shared in terms of like, you know, being voiceless, I saw that there was an opportunity in my high school to kind of stand up against injustices. And it was the first time that I realized that there was no one kind of coming to save me or save the, the people that I cared about, right? It was up to me and up to us to stand up for what we believed in. And I think that that was the first time I kind of stepped into my power um, and used my voice for something that I deeply cared about. And so I think that further transitioned where product inclusion is kind of the perfect balance of, you know, business and kind of human-centered design and diversity, which are all things that I love and am passionate about. And so it was really about finding my authentic voice, my authentic kind of leadership style, which may be different or quieter, right? But um, really always championing the voices at the margins and the voices of the historically marginalized has been something that I have cared deeply about. And I think that, um, the ability for me to do that um, in a full-time role is something that I'm super excited about. And I'm just curious, what is your day, to, like a day, the day in the life of Annie? Like, what does that entail? Yeah, so many things. It looks different each day, but a lot of the work is consulting with product teams. Um, it's about, you know, making sure that they have the resources and infrastructure that they need. Um, maybe it's doing things like design sprints or kind of reviewing um, new features and also helping, again, bring more voices to the table, right? So uh, bringing in people from underrepresented backgrounds um, throughout Google, bringing different roles together, again, so that um, we can be more innovative because we have a diversity of perspectives at the table. So it's um, looking end to end at the process from ideation to research, to testing, to marketing, and everywhere in between. But um, a lot of meetings, a lot of strategizing, a lot of um, brainstorming and creativity, and then putting all of those things into practice um, through user testing and, and storytelling. So then you get to play all day <laughs> in, 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 in a good way. So I'm curious. So you are in the San Francisco area, and it is one of the most diverse and liberal places in the country and world. You think it's, it's, is it possible for other places that aren't as, as open or as, as you were saying, inclusive? I'm just curious, like how does a business owner apply some of the things that you're mentioning? Because for you, you're saying, oh, I can just pull together some Googlers, but for other places in the city, country, or world, how do, they, how do they utilize some of your, your skill sets if they don't actually have a very diverse 
understanding of, of their, or they don't have a very diverse, diverse um, employee base. Yeah, so I think, you know, obviously we should all be striving to get to representation um, that is more representative and reflective of the world. But I think in the interim, what we've found and, and um, you know, I've done a, some research on the business case for inclusion is that you don't necessarily need to have a reflective team to start acting and improving on your products or services. You can just start to do that now, right? And so it's really about being intentional. So if you usually do user research, for example, do you only do user research in the US? Maybe you can do some surveys online that are um, in rural areas or outside of the US, right? Um, if you have a company where you know, only one team is making decisions, maybe you start to bring in people from um, HR, people from marketing, right? People. Um, from engineering together. Right? It's really about bringing those diverse perspectives to the table. Um, and then the, the last piece is, you know, you really want to make sure that you're not assuming what people need without asking them. And so I would find any way to start to get feedback from users that may not look, act, or think like you, because I think that that's the way that your horizons broaden. And, and again, the outcomes um, and products and services are really better for everyone. That. That's great. Last question, Annie, is what most inspires you about what um, about, I guess, the response that your book got? What's the most inspiring feedback that you got from, from your book? Yeah, I think, you know, I'm, I'm super humbled um, that people <laughs> are interested in the book. I think, you know, for the kind of historically underrepresented um, people that have reached out to say, you know, this helps me feel seen, this helps me feel validated, and or people who have wanted to start to build more inclusively but haven't had um, a blueprint or ideas on how. I think that it's really exciting to see people move to action and to really kind of hold themselves and their teams accountable um, to creating change and creating more inclusive um, products and services. So whenever someone says that, that it, it can be helpful in that way, that's, that's really humbling for me. That's awesome. Well, Annie, thanks for being on our podcast today. How can our guests stay in touch with you and, and, and buy and read your book? Yeah, so my, uh, my book's available um, wherever um, you, you purchase books. Um, and then you can always get in contact with me um, on social media, on Instagram or Twitter at it's me, AJB. So hopefully um, we'll hear <laughs> from you. I all. love that. <laughs> Thank you, Annie. Have a great day. You too. Thank you so much for having me. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to our Gifters podcast. If you want to turn your story into a successful speaking or coaching business, go to ChristopherKai.com for details.